Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagoon. You will not get there without a coffee. Six o'clock in the morning, super classical thing. I didn't have time to register this intro and then the outro before. And uh, so that's what happened. Six o'clock in the morning is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, December the 4th, I would say. And yes, I'm super happy to be here and to introduce you the new episode. Something super cool, super interesting interview as usual, but I will let you know everything later. First of all, my contacts. Hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email. And then calamaro.cc on Instagram. And then there is read calamaro on Twitter, calamaro.cc on Facebook. And remember to share this episode as usual with your partner with your favorite bike shop i think it's a great thing listen to my episodes when uh, you are on your bike shop and you are chitty chatting about the new bottom racket or your wheels or just talking about i don't know bars that you want to buy or just talking about vintage bicycle so you can listen to this podcast, you can listen as well to some cool music, I don't know, some cool hip-hop, West Coast, old school music, for example. How to do that? Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for Boom Vegan, same thing on Spotify and same thing on Spreaker. And then put it on your social media. And remember to just mention myself or mention the classic hashtag that you can find that usually I'm using as well, that is Calamaro CC. Before uh, starting with the new episode, I just want to mention a couple of things. Uh, the first thing is that uh, the new registration, actually the, new, the registration for the Silk Road Mountain Race 2019 is out and outside you can also see uh, the something like a good appointment, a meeting, an event in Amsterdam where they are going uh, to broadcast the documentary of Pedaled on the Silk Road Monterey Race 2018. So these two things. The registration for 2019 Silk Road Monterey Race are open. It was, everything started the 1st of December and they will close the 31st of December. Go on the website silkroadmonterrace.com. I remember, but just look for Silk Road Mountain Race on the Google and you will find it. And if you want to register, that's all we'd be super happy. And also follow them on their events on Facebook and you will find the amazing event that is going to happen in Amsterdam. I'm Fortunately, I will miss it again, but I really can't wait to watch the documentary. So pedal people, if you will send me a link of an exclusive Yes, an exclusive episode of it, so I can just watch it by myself. This would be super great. Another thing that I want to mention is Shift Cycling Culture. Shift Cycling Culture is this amazing association that are considering cycling not only as wasting your money, and let's say it's a more sustainable way of uh, living and cycling inside of the world. So this means not buying a new kit every year, do everything with a bit sustainable eye, more sustainable eye, and uh, don't wasting so much waste and food and stuff like this. They are organizing their first event. Uh, it's really brand new association and I really support them as much as I can. And uh, this new event I was saying, the Shift Clunkers Ride, what does it mean? 
wherever in the world on the 15th of December just you can organize or just you can follow one of those clunkers ride means rides that you can do with your old bicycle that you can fall in love again with or and your old kit you can just organize it yourself or you can just follow the one that they already organized in your city and uh, yeah just go out for 50 80 or 120 kilometers i think is the three length yes i believe is that on the 15th of december and share all your stuff on social media and everything just to show everybody that still you can ride your bicycle even if it's not the last model you don't need to buy your the last okay i don't want to say any brand but you know what i mean right just go out and ride this is the important thing if you want the whole information just go on shiftcyclingculture.com and uh, look for the shift clunkers ride is under the event in the menu and have a look over there and then you will find the same thing as well on facebook and everywhere and super soon also somebody here on my microsoft uh, why I always say Microsoft instead of microphone? I hate Microsoft. Anyways, you're gonna find also somebody on my microphone super soon on this podcast. For now, let's move to the episode of today that is an amazing interview with Mike of Zero Neuf that is a great retreat for cycling and for cyclists down to the Pyrenees and uh, really a great injection of culture cycling culture and cycling relax culture listen to that i will talk to you later this is an amazing story it sounds like i'm saying the same story all the time but it's a story of people it's a story of social life as i do all the time um i got introduced to the guest of today by thomas 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 uh from aria du peloton uh, the guy who makes some incredible pictures all around that also was with me at Toros de Gravel and he told me, man, you have to interview this guy because he's an amazing guy. I think it keeps completely the spirit of your podcast. So today I'm here with Mike Tucker of Zero Neuf Cycling. Hi, Mike, and how are you doing? Hey, Stefano. I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well indeed. And you got my name right. Perfect. Oh, no, no. Really? Yeah. really? Top marks. <laughs> Uh, let's say in that way. You are not saying it only because you are super kind, because you are super kind. It's true. No, no honestly, I, I get called all sorts of things and I've done throughout my life, but, um, you know, Mark, Mick, Miguel, but no, Mike, perfect. Mike Tucker, that's me. So Amazing. So I would thinking about putting something, like doing something like a badge or a sticker or whatever, when I make, uh, when I can say, when I spell my, the names of my guests correctly. And this is one, I think it's the first time in my life. Oh, I'm very pleased it was me then. That's great. <laughs> great. It's great. It's great. Okay. Just probably this is because we have been talking a lot of time, but never talked about your name. So, but we have been talking about this interview for a couple of, let's say one week, I would say. We had already some wonderful chats uh, together. So I know a lot about you, Mike, but probably also... Uh, People that are listening to us, our audience must know something more about you. So yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Thanks, Stefan. So yeah, so I'm Mike Tucker. I'm um, I'm a 43 year old Welshman who's now living, working, and enjoying life in the south of France, having set up um, a dedicated cycling retreat with my wife um, in a beautiful part of southern France, the regions Ariège. The name is Zero Neuf, and that comes from the departmental code that we live in, 
Um, it was a tortuous affair trying to name the business, but someone came up with that bright idea and my wife and I both liked it. So it's since stuck. Um, and we've been down here now for about four years. Um, that's me, my wife, my two boys um, and numerous animals. We've got a bit of a menagerie here now, but that's been quite good because guests like having dogs and cats and, and hens and all sorts of other things we've got roaming around. So uh, that's me. That's us in a brief nutshell. Yes. So I will never, um, I never ask question about the past of the people because I think it's indelicate to say that. But the only question that I want to make to you about your past is, and also your present, which kind of cyclists are you? And which kind of, of cyclists have you been before starting this new adventure? So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a, I'm a road cyclist predominantly. Um, I've ventured into to other types of cycling. I've done a bit of mountain biking. I've been doing a bit more gravel recently, but I guess first and foremost, my my passion is is for road. Um, and that's what we've built the business around, um, is road cycling. Um, so I would say first and foremost, it's road cycling, but we are increasingly being drawn towards the, the, the gravel world, the adventure world, um, because the area we live in has, has got an abundance of, of, of off-road cycling. Um, that we're keen to explore and show off to, to our guests, but uh, but but it's really road for me. Okay, road cycling. How many bicycles do you have? <laughs> uh, ah, how many bicycles do I have? Do I answer that honestly, thinking my wife's going to listen to this, or do I answer it knowing that she's going to listen to it? Now, I've got I've got um I've got three road bikes um of, of various ages. My current bike is a, a giant TCR Advanced. Um, SL Ultegra Di2. Um, I've got an old steel Peugeot, which is a single speed. Uh, I've got a Trek mountain bike. Um, but I've got my eyes on a Firefly titanium bike, which I'd like to have hanging on my wall as the next bike in my, uh, my collection. But uh, I've never been a fan of having too many bikes because, you know, I, I want to enjoy the bike that I have. Um, rather than worrying about which one I'm going to go out on. I like to ride my bike. And... I love actually that you are saying, I've never been a, so much fan of having so many bicycles, but you have yeah, three. Thanks a lot for that. Because exactly. most of the people that are listening to us at the moment, they are saying, okay, three is not that much. But somebody else will probably approach the cycling, uh, cycling straight away from now, whatever, or somebody else probably... I'm talking about my girlfriend. If you say three bicycles, they say, what, what, how, how, why do you need so many bicycles? Uh, yeah, look, how many times have we have this conversation eh, with, with numerous people? But um, yeah, I don't know. Three seems like a reasonable number to me. It doesn't seem like too many. It doesn't seem like too few that you feel a bit embarrassed saying, well, I've only got one. But that's fine if you've only got one bike. If you love it and cherish it, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not in numbers, actually, that you um, name and size your your passion no i totally i totally agree, it's I, I, totally agree yeah. right i think i had a, a i remember my first bike was a, as a, a peugeot um steel bike uh, that i bought from a friend of a friend of a friend in fact my dad bought it for me and i loved that bike you know i've, I've ridden so many miles on it. it it was what initially got me you know passionate about riding and cycling and i've still got it you know i i, I don't have it here it's, it's my parents in wales but um, given the chance i still ride it i still love it dearly you know, you do, you get, you get attached to these things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have anyways also a Peugeot. Uh, the time that people are telling me I have a Peugeot here, uh, okay, here in my cellar or back to my own place or whatever, also a piece of my heart starts being super bright. Uh, Peugeot, I think, are amazing, amazing, amazing bicycle. And when I listened that they were, I think that now is Bianchi distributing it, at least in Italy. 
and they're not um, yeah, building bicycles anymore and whatever. I was a bit sad, but Peugeot bicycle. I really yeah, well, you, see, you, you have a, a, a great source of, of old bikes in, in France and we have, um, they're like bric-a-brac shops called Depovance. And, um, and if you're lucky, then you can pick up, um, you know, really lovely old bikes. And there are, you know, a numerous Peugeot bikes that you're able to get your hands on. I've got one hanging in our, our cafe here, actually. Um, and then you get afforded even nicer luxuries, which is another bike that I've got, which is probably my favorite bike. And that's a, a hand-built Limongi um, bike. I don't, I, not, I don't know. Have you heard of Limongi? Is that something you, you're aware of? Then? Is that that one? Yeah, yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful piece of uh, it's a piece of art. It hangs, it has pride of place in our cafe. Okay, great. So you were talking about Zero Neuf, and uh, you were talking about your cafe. Tell me more about it. About Zero Neuf generally, or, or the cafe? Because it's all yeah. the same thing, I guess. Uh, so yeah, exactly. We you can start with one and go to the other. We can bounce here and yeah. there, whatever. Feel free. We are here in front of a coffee. Actually, I'm drinking a coffee. I've got a beer <laughs> actually. Is that <laughs> okay? Yes. The point is that I've been riding for the whole morning <laughs> in the cold, so I just move everything back. So I believe that probably after our talk, I'm gonna have as well something like a tea with some rum inside because I'm freezing. freezing. So, 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 so zero enough. Um, what are we? So, I, I guess the principle behind the uh, the business was to provide a, a really amazing base for, for, for cyclists predominantly, but we also were mindful that cyclists have, um, partners, their wives, their husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends, families, and, uh, and they also want to spend time, time off the bike. So we wanted to ensure that the, 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 the environment which we've set up was suitable for, for everybody who's involved with that cyclist. Um, so as a result of that, we, you know, we've got a, a lovely swimming pool here. We've got, um, lovely stylish comfortable rooms we've got uh, an on-site cafe bar where we serve um, the excellent coffee roasts of a, of a roaster in london called workshop we have great artisanal beers which are provided by good friends of ours who have a brewery locally um, but but the whole idea was just to allow people to come away from whatever life they have whether it's a stressful city job or they run their own businesses but just come here switch off escape for a weekend a week or longer shorter whatever um, but just be able to come away, ride their bike in a beautiful part of the world um, and just kick back, relax and, and switch off. Yeah, you were actually maybe um, already starting talking about that, but I would like actually to dig about to dig a bit more into it because you were saying that usually the kind of customer that is coming at Zero Neuf is actually person that are running probably an extremely fast daily life and they want to enjoy a piece of amazing field and land and landscapes in a family-wise environment. Tell me more about the spirit of the people that are coming there. Are people that are coming to explore, people coming to discover a new country, people coming to enjoy relaxing life on the bike, people coming to put miles on their legs because they want to do some winter training? Which kind of people? I think it's all of the above, Stefano. You know, we, we haven't gone out to... to to prescribe to a particular type of, of person, a particular type of cyclist. You know, we, we, we follow this kind of mantra of a, we work on a no rules basis. So, you know, we'll, we welcome with open arms cyclists of all abilities, whether you're here to, um, you know, go and ride the, the numerous coal that we've got, you know, within um, shouting distance of, 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 of the property, or whether you're just here to pootle around on some of the flatlands that we have to the north of us, 
uh, you know, whether you're here for a training camp, whether you're just here to, 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 to ride and drink coffee and, and beer and, and eat nice food. So I think we didn't want to be too prescriptive about the type of person that we had here because for us, that makes the environment in which we're working more enjoyable because you're meeting new and different people all the time. So, you know, we've had people from uh, Australia, people from the US, people from um, mainland Europe, you know, people from all over the place. Um, and so we get to see all different types of, of cyclists, um, some very, very experienced, um, others less so, and that's just perfect for us. Okay, and um, maybe if we can say a couple of words on this, this would be a great point, just for all of us, something like to uh, figure, have an image in our head on how is the classic day on Zero Neuf. There are guided tour in the morning, or people go out in the morning, or... Um, which kind of food are you serving? How is the food? Which one is the level of exploring new towns and small towns and environmental side? Yeah, so, 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 we, so we, again, we, we, we're really quite flexible and, and, and open-minded. So somebody for, might come here. Um, so we organize uh, trips where people are, are, are fed. You know, you're entirely looked after from the moment you get off the plane in Toulouse or Carcassonne. Um, you know, we pick you up, you come back to, to Zero Enough um, in the afternoon, for example. You know, we go out for a short ride just to stretch the legs and and then you're sat down and you're treated to, you know, lovely home-cooked food. My wife, Josh, she cooks all the food from local produce and, uh, you know, we'll ensure that, you know, all people with dietary requirements are well looked after and um, that's kind of, you know, night one. And then in the morning, we'll take people out for guided rides into the mountains if that's what they want or elsewhere if they prefer different terrain. And, and well, our car will come along and, and, and look after people out on the road. And so I think that, you know, that's one version of events where people are, in, you know, you, you're wrapped up in cotton wool and, and looked after um you know very very well by by us and, and our team uh, or you might just want to come here and, and and look after yourself so we have a, a lodge we call it the lodge um, which is attached to the property where you can look after yourselves you can cater for yourselves you can use the bar you can drink the coffee um and and the beer um but you can ride at your own leisure you can you know take route plans from us or gpx files whatever it is we want to do so again you know we just want to be conscious that Lots of people like different things um, um, and different ways of riding and different ways of, of holidaying. So, uh, you know, we, we, we try to encompass all those things to ensure that when you come here, you're, you're holidaying on your terms, not on someone else's terms, basically. Yeah, great. Maybe uh, the thing, the other thing that was actually jumping into my mind when we talked in the first times and we, while we are talking right now, um, usually the resort for cyclists or the guest house for cycling are always in the same places. You have Mallorca, you have Girona. You have Gran Canaria, you have Nice, you have all these places. Unfortunately, there is still not south of Italy, if any Fafu would love to, but that's another story. But usually these are the places where you are going and enjoying your rides during the winter, during the spring or whatever. Why on the other side you decided to go down in south of France, close to Toulouse? Uh, I don't remember actually which one is the region. A region must be... Yeah, well, you're not the first, Stefano, and, and, and even if I say the words, a lot of your listeners probably won't have heard of the region either, but the region is called the Ariège. Um, and it, is, it is, if you were to look on a map of, of France and pinpoint Toulouse, uh, then we're due south of Toulouse. The region is due south of Toulouse, so from the airport in Toulouse to us, it's it's less than an hour in, in the car. Um, so accessibility-wise, it's perfect for, for Toulouse Airport and Carcassonne as well. But why do we choose here? Well, um my wife uh, lived in 
uh, Paul in the Western Pyrenees for, for a couple of years. She taught at the university there after she'd finished her university degree. Um, my mother-in-law, Joss's mum, is from the Bayan, is from Bayan, from the Basque country. Um, so Joss had always had um, a connection to the Pyrenees. I have always loved the Pyrenees um, from for, like from way back for as long as I can remember. I've always had a, um, a yearning to live in the Pyrenees and. and to cut a very long story short, we've got friends who have a house uh, close to where we now live. Um, they introduced us to the region. When we decided that we were going to make uh, the move across to France, and we instantly fell in love with it. Uh, you know, the accessibility was one thing, but, you know, the, the landscape, the, 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 it's just a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. It's, it's relatively unknown, um, which was good for us uh, from a cycling perspective because I didn't want to follow the crowds. You know, we thought about going to places like Mallorca and um, Girona, um, but they were never going to work for us because uh, my wife is fluent French speaker and, and we wanted to be in France. And, you know, we could have gone to the Alps. We didn't want to do that. We could have gone to the Western Pyrenees, but there's already lots of people doing what we're doing in the Western Pyrenees. So uh, we wanted to open people's eyes a little bit and introduce them to new parts of, of, of France. Um, and we figured that this would be a, a brilliant place to do that. Yeah, it sounds super good. Um, you were saying that you could go to the Alps, but you stayed actually at the bottom of the Pyrenees yep. to make to stay there, to make yeah, to enjoy your life there, and to start also your business and whatever. And I also believe that you have ridden, as every people coming from Great Britain, sometimes or a lot of time in the Alps. Yeah. So you are there, living in close to the Pyrenees. You for sure have ridden a lot of time in the Alps. Can you tell me which one is the difference? I'm asking you this question because of two reasons, because I've never been there. I've been uh, climbing the Alps a lot of time and I love it. And on the other side, there is a friend of mine, Simon. We actually, is the other guy with whom we're doing the Tip Top Tuesdays usually. And uh, he's going to do for sure a couple of rides this year in the Pyrenees and he tried to hook me up and bring me there saying, Pyrenees are going to be amazing, whatever, because I've never I've been there. Huh? I've, got Sorry? A, I've got a good place you can stay in the Pyrenees. I know that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you, man. But yeah, I would like to know which one, is, in your opinion, is the difference. I don't want to know which one is worse and which one is better. I believe that all of them are stunning. But the differences between... Yeah, I've got no great beef with with the alps i've I've ridden there and and you know it's 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 a beautiful part of the world um why have we chosen to be here and not in the alps there are lots of reasons but from a cycling point of view purely from a cycling point of view you know the, the riding here specifically in this region um is absolutely fantastic you know the, the the roads are very very quiet um first and foremost there's a huge variety of, of terrain here. You know, we, from our front door, we've got flat, we've got rolling, lumpy foothills, we've got high mountains, um, we've got on-road, we've got off-road, um, all, from, all from the property. Um, and because there are so few people here, it's, it's, it's quite sparsely populated. There are very few cars on the road. So, you know, if you're a, a newbie, you can go out with confidence that, you know, you see, you see cars, you know, it's not car less, but there are very few cars here. Um, and my experience of the Alps is a lot of the big mountain roads in the Alps are service roads for a lot of ski resorts or, or, or through roads to get you to um, other parts of the mountain range or into other countries. So they tend to be quite big, um, used by a lot of traffic, a lot of motorcyclists, a lot of cars, a lot of lorries. Um, this is my experience and others are going to disagree with me or listen to this, I'm sure. But um, we wanted to be somewhere where we could appeal to all different types of cyclists. Um, and for us, this part of the world was, was exactly that. Um, and I honestly can't talk highly enough of it. I just wish more people were aware of it. That's obviously what we want to try and do is to encourage people to come here. But it is truly a, a beautiful part of the world to ride a bike. It's very wild. Um, 
you know, the, the, the mountains are, um, you, you just get lost, you know, it's almost like being lost in time. It's, 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 it, it's just a special, special place, the Ariège and the neighboring Ud, you know, the, 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 the region that's next door to us is, it's, it's, it's a stunning part of the world. And actually, this is a question that just jumped into my mind right now. Have you ever been any guest that was not completely newbie, but more or less newbie on the bicycle and how they enjoy it? I don't know. And thinking about, for example, the partner of somebody that wants to come there to enjoy the cycling and he says or she says, uh, okay, I want to follow my partner today. Uh, because my lady, for example, she's a super good cyclist and she wants to come at zero enough to put a lot of kilometers on her legs and to discover. But even if I never done something like this, I want to follow her. Ever happened something like this in this scenario? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, we had a, a couple here very recently. The, 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 it just happened to be that the guy was, was, was the experienced rider and um, his partner was, had been into cycling, was, um, uh, but it, for, for a long time it had been out of it. Um, but was very keen to get back into it. And um, this particular person brought his partner up um, and she was able to ride. So, you know, we've got like loops from the house, which are, you know, relatively flat, you know, 30, 30K loops. And she was able to come out, um, jump on the bike uh, on, you know, narrow roads that are not frequented by cars very much at all um and with that knowledge she was able to you know to slowly sort of ease herself back in into cycling and they were here for four days and over the course of the four days she got out and i think it was four maybe five rides because she did two rides in one day um and went away with you know a huge amount of confidence and and a, and a, and a reignited love for, for the bike so you know i think and for me that's almost more special than you know having experienced groups here which we have on numerous occasions because you know i love watching people fall back in love with a bike or fall in love with a bike for the first time for us that's kind of you know a big tick in our box of, of why we started this great yeah yeah that's really that's the magic i believe of cycling people getting love gets in, yeah people get in love with it super easily and it's always a pleasure to see people jumping on a bike enjoying one week and then going back home and thinking, okay, I want to do it every day. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I know how many times like you, you've ridden the bike for, for quite a few years now, and, and you know, I've ridden the bike for a long time. But even now, you know, I, I can feel maybe I'm having not a great day for whatever reason. But you know, I jump on the bike and within you know thirty seconds or a minute of turning the pedals, it's like poof. You know, you you you're back onto a an even keel. You know, it's um it's a special thing the bike for me. Um, and uh, it's nice to be able to share that now with, 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 with people. Yeah, and it's so easy understanding how easy it is to get back, to put everything back in perspective. Uh, just long story short, I have been uh, not riding the bicycle, only for commuting or whatever for the last two weeks. And then yesterday I jumped back on the bicycle. At the beginning, it's a bit rough to do it because you are super warm in bed and whatever. And just the idea, oh, no, now I have to put on my bib and going outside the first 10 minutes is going to be hell because it's going to be super cold or whatever. It lasts way less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Once you're jumping on the bicycle after one minute, 30 seconds, as you were saying, you're already into it and you will never want to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 and it's a thing. It's, you know, I don't know how we would describe it, whether, you know, what, what word you'd give it, but it's, it's, it seems to be the same for everybody, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a group of women, whether it's a mixed group, whether it's a group of guys, it, it's, Everybody seems to have the same feeling, and um, that's why I think it makes it such a beautiful environment to work in. Because um, you know we're all kind of on the bike for 
Um, if not the exactly same reasons, it's 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 a very similar reason. I think so. Um, you know, it's nice to be part of a, a really big, enormous family. That's 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 a good thing. That's great, exactly. And on the time, just stressing another couple of seconds on the point of being a great family. It's so cool that they are. I don't know thousands of different typologies of cyclists because you have the one super into watts, you have the one into trails, you have the one into I don't know discovering backpacking and this and that, or one into steel and one into carbon, whatever. But when we talk to each other, we all speak the same language, and the most important thing, we all speak on the same with the same language with a huge smile in our faces. Yeah, well, see that because I. Th- like because i guide from here as well so we offer guiding and, and you know I, I do a lot of that during the course of the year and, and there are instances where i'll take people out into the high mountains for example and, and it'll be someone or a group or whatever who are you know obsessed with uh with with power meters for argument's sake it's a power meter right and and they'll spend so much time initially on the ride you know worrying about their watts um going up the first climb and i'll have to you know we'll stop at the top of the first call and it's like you know wow we'll look at the views it's all beautiful amazing and and I'll say to people, you know, you need to stop looking at your power meter. You know, you might only ride in this part of the world once. You know, keep your head up, yeah. keep your eyes up and look what's around you. And I think I really try to encourage that with people when they're here. That if you want to come and train here, that's absolutely fine. But I think really what we're trying to encourage here is is, is, is head up cycling and, and not people like chewing their stem or obsessing over numbers. It's just come here and, and chill out and switch off for a bit and, and enjoy what, uh, what you've got around you. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, tell me which one is your favorite ride over there, the one that you like by yourself, for yourself, or the one that you prefer to guide people out? Yeah, this is a question I'm asked a lot, and it's always a difficult one to answer because, honestly, there are too many, but there is one ride that that always sticks in in the mind, and and it's a a ride that has become a firm favorite with with guests, and um, it's what we refer to as our brewery loop. Um, so I mentioned earlier, we, we, in our cafe, we stock, um, the wonderful beers of, of good friends of ours. Um, we run a brasserie, a brewery in, in a beautiful part of the, um, the, the foothills called Puyveo. So it's a, it's a ride out to them. Um, it's a 65 K ride out and depending on people's legs, um, and how many beers they've had, it's, it's, it can be a 60, 50, 60 K or a longer ride back. And, and it just affords you an awful lot of what this region's about. So it's, it's, it's a lot of quiet roads a lot of varied terrain lots of beautiful old medieval towns and and, and villages and um you know there are sections of the ride where you're riding through um orchards of, of apples and you know obviously the colors change through the course of the year so it's it it's it just it's a constantly changing um landscape and, and you know you get high up into the the mountains and you know the views that you're afforded when you're up on top of one of the ridges are you know, just breathtaking, frankly, as you look east down towards the Mediterranean and west back along the Pyrenean um, mountain range. And, you know, you and then you turn up at the at the brewery and, you know, you always get a warm welcome from from the owners. And, you know, their, their beer is excellent. They put on great food and the, the location of the brewery is in a beautiful bowl where you look out across a, a plateau um, and, you know, you're in the sunshine and, and everyone's really hyped up and pumped up because you've just climbed and then you've descended down to the brewery. And then, you know, the ridebacks, everyone's in great spirits because they've had a beer or two maybe, or it doesn't matter if you don't want to drink beer, they have lots of other nice things to, 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 to quench your thirst as well. But it's just one of those really, really feel-good rides that everybody seems to enjoy. Um, and it, as I said, it's become a massive favourite of ours, you know, me, mine personally, and, and but also um, guests as well. And then when we get back, 
Um, we, we're very close to a river, so a river passes the bottom of our garden. So we've kind of started this thing this year, a bit of post-ride river dipping where everybody you know, rides past the bottom of our drive and you know hops off a rock and jumps into the river with their, with their kit on. Some people in full kit, actually. We had a group here. The fifth floor were here earlier in the summer and a number of their riders just jumped straight in without taking any of their kit off. So yeah, just little things like that, or maybe it's a big thing for, for listeners. It's, it's, it's something you can get used to. It's, it's just a special ride. You know, it, it gives you a little bit of everything and it really shows off the region to, the, to its full um, kind of potentials. It's, 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 it's good. It's a really, really good loop. Uh, do you usually suggest this ride or you guide this ride at the first day or at the last day? Ah, that's a good question. That's just a fun. It, it normally, it depends on how long people are here for. So like if people are here, you know, we do um, a number of uh, weekend breaks because people can maximize the time on the bike without taking so much time out of work. So they'll arrive on a Thursday night. So we normally leave that for the Saturday um, because they've had, you know, we can give a, a harder day if they want, you know, a longer day on the, on the Friday with more big mountains if that's what they want. And then, you know, take it a little bit easier and have more of a social um, chit-chat ride on the Saturday to the brewery. So, um, but it depends, you know, I, I don't, again, I, I like communication. My, my previous life involved a lot of that. And I'd sooner sit down with people of an evening over a beer and say, right, what, what do you want to do tomorrow? You know, where do you want to go? How do you want to ride? And you know, do you want to take it easy? Do you want to go hard? Whatever, you know, it's, it's all pretty relaxed. And I hope that message is coming across, you know, it's really quite chilled out and relaxed here. Okay, great. And uh, it sounds really a great place to stay now. How many degrees are there today? Uh, it's not that warm today. In fact, it's been, we've had really lovely weather. It's been like, it was 17 degrees the day before yesterday, but it's, I, it's saying earlier, it's really, really windy here today. It's been quite windy. Yeah, it's been building up. I think it's supposed to clear through, but it is due to get colder next week. But, you know, our season can run from like, you know, if you want to go high, then you need to wait till end of March, beginning of April. Um, and most of the passes are open then. Um, but like we've been, I was riding in shorts and t-shirts two days ago. So, God. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. Because you had a cold ride today. I thought I'd just. Yeah. Okay. Shorts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was wearing two base layers and a long sleeve merino jersey today. Two pair of socks and my gloves are a bit shitty. So I'll be laughing on the other side of my face. When it, the temperature can drop quite quickly here and it is due to do that next week. So I, I'll be wrapped up next week when I'm out on the bike. But for, for the last, for the last, you know, up until last week, end of this week, rather, it's the weather's been absolutely glorious. And that tends to be the way we have a, we have a lovely Indian summer here in this part of the world. Yeah, everybody has. It sounds like everybody had it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's good for cycling. It's not that good for our lives, but yeah, let's enjoy it. We will complain about it later on. Yeah, definitely. Um, wrapping up with the last question, mm. which plans do you have for next year? What's, what, is there going to happen something super cool? Are you planning something cool? Yeah, we, we, we are. I, I, this is one of those like awful answers now. Yeah, we're doing something really cool, but I can't tell anything you about. I can't tell anything about it yet. No, we have got something very, very cool for, for next year. It's going to involve um, um, a lot more gravel. Um, it's going to involve big adventures for, for a lot of people. Um, it's in conjunction with somebody who's, who's very well known in the um, adventure racing world. Um, so that's a big uh, target for us for next year. That will happen in September of next year. We're hoping we're just finalizing the dates. Um, so we've got that to look forward to. Um, and I think, you know, something that I've enjoyed quite a lot, particularly in the last month or two, is, is getting off some of the, the, the tarmac and, and exploring a little bit more the gravel that we've got here. I was reluctant to do that because I don't like to 
um, jump on what I think sometimes are bandwagons, but you can't complain about gravel, can you really? Because it's just something quite special about, you know, thrashing a, a road bike essentially around off-road. It, it was something pretty cool. I quite enjoyed that. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we've got that to come in September, but then it's just, um, you know, building on the success that we've had this year um, and hoping that we get, you know, more people here to enjoy the, the lovely cycling and the environment we've built um, uh, next year. So you are still, so this is actually my main topic, pop topic of this season for me, gravel. There are also amazing gravel rides over there. Yeah, I think the short answer to mine is yes, there are. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're mapping them. Um, I've got uh, a, a good friend who's um, has a, some might say, an unhealthy interest in, in um, looking for, for, for gravel terrain. And there is a huge amount of it here. You know, there's a lot of um, uh, randonnée here walking essentially uh, up in some of the high mountains. So there's a lot of marked trails that are in existence before you've even like investigated and discovered stuff that isn't on maps. Um, so yeah, there's, a, there's an awful lot more to explore. Um, beyond the you know the, the tarmac that we've got here, so um, yeah, it's it's. I think there'll be there'll be some really nice gravel riding for people. Cool, I can't wait to know something more about that. Probably we can have another talk in the future when you are setting up all the secret that you yeah, can well, tell yeah, us. Yeah, that'll be so. People, yeah, like that's going to be all over our Instagram feed. So you know, if people want to follow us on Instagram. It's at zero nf cycling. So um, we'll be we'll be more about that is going to come out fairly soon so watch this space okay 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 very soon okay i will wait for that uh mike i don't know do you want to add something else where people can contact you you already mentioned the instagram account or you want to say something else feel free it's your time now no, that's kind of, yeah i think look we you know we obviously we're, we're the main reason we're here is is for people to come and enjoy riding their bikes and enjoy drinking nice coffee and enjoy drinking uh good beer and eating lovely food so um you know, if people have got any questions as a result of, of this podcast, so thank you, Stefano, for allowing us the time to, to speak. I've really enjoyed it. It's, you know, you can contact us through our Instagram uh, account. Um, web address is www.zeronofcycling.cc. Um, you know, we're always keen to hear from people. We're pretty active on Instagram. Um, and that's where most of the news comes from via seems terms of things that we're doing so um and just please follow us because uh, the more people we've got following the more exposure we get and uh, the better we can become and the more you can enjoy holidays with us and the better you everybody can uh, uh, let's say discover and got to know this amazing place yeah because that's the big challenge people. right it's it's a beautiful mm. part of the world as i keep stressing but you know not enough people know about it so you know if any of your followers want to come down and check it out and see what it's all about then you need to get in touch we'd love to see them yeah, for sure. Yeah, anyways, I'm going to put all the contacts that you already mentioned are going to be in the description below. So for everybody, it's going to be even easier. And you're going to be linked in my Instagram as well. Perfect. Great. Thanks a lot, Mike. Uh, you're very welcome. Thank, uh, you, it was, good. thank you. It was a great talk and enjoy your Sunday night. And you too, sir. We'll speak again soon, I hope. Ciao, ciao, for sure. <laughs> ciao. And thanks, Mike, for the amazing talk. And thank you for listening to it. And sorry for still finding my sleepy voice on this podcast. I'm going to be uh, super fast on shutting down this episode today. Also because my coffee is waiting for me. So yeah, my contact. Hello at calamaro.cc, my email. Calamaro.cc on Instagram. Calamaro.cc on Facebook. Read Calamaro on Twitter. Then Broomwagon on Spotify on Spreaker and on Apple Podcasts. Last thing, remember to go to Shift 
cyclingculture.com and look for your clunkers ride that is in your city or whatever and take part of it and let me know if you're going you know my contacts already but now it's time to wrap this episode also because my eyes are gonna be wrapped if i'm not drinking another coffee so i talk to you next week bye